Welcome to Find Your Momentum with Ken Kors on Money 105.5 and FindYourMomentumRadio.com. Momentum is everything in business. You need to constantly generate more leads, make better sales, and create bigger results. That's what we do on Find Your Momentum. Ken Kors has trained thousands of small businesses around the world, and now he's here to go to work for you. Get inspired, motivated, and in action with Ken, starting right now on Find Your Momentum. Ken Kors here with Find Your Momentum Radio every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, here on Money 105.5 in Sacramento, and findyourmomentumradio.com, where you can pick up this and every single episode of the show up to this point. And, and the last time I was here, actually last week we did a replay, so two weeks ago when I was here for our last show, um, we had such a good conversation that I realized I wanted to continue it today, which was really a conversation about what helps people perceive and understand value? And so for those of you who missed that episode where we actually had our first call-in, and you could be a call-in this week too if you give us a call at 866-576-1055, is we started to break down um, marketing campaigns and really content marketing strategy, which has been my specialty over the past nine years, really is you know not even just the presentation and speaking side, but really the ins and outs of content marketing. And the truth is, for all of you that are listening to this, is that regardless of your business, whatever your products, whatever your services might be at this point, the truth is is that everybody these days is in the content marketing business, especially if you're trying to take your business online. I've been saying that really since the first episode of the show here on Find Your Momentum Radio. And the truth is, is that when you think about content marketing and its purpose and what you're doing, which we're going to talk about way more specifically today, I like to use the frame that one of my great mentors, Martha Hanlon, taught me. And she taught me that marketing is a conversation. And I loved thinking of it that way. Realistically, marketing is the beginning of a conversation. And obviously, sales are our destination. Now, a lot of us will try to rush through that conversation. We'll try to take it too quick. We'll try to go to places that don't necessarily make sense too early on. And the truth is, is that our content, when you think about it, whether it's offline content, online content, I'm going to talk specifically about that today. Or again, I'll, I'll give that number one more time because we had a great call last week about this topic, 866-576-1055. That's 866-576-1055, is really how do we help create value in the minds of our consumers. And the truth is, is that we don't have the ability to make up value. In fact, if you really think about it, who decides what value is? The producer or the consumer or the, you know, the business owner or the, or the audience? The truth is, is the audience decides who is the, what the value is and what the value is in each one of those things that they do. And it doesn't matter where the marketing is taking place or where you're trying to attract attention or where you're trying to start a conversation. Just think of it that way. If you really simplify, you'll, think, you'll realize that it's easier to start a conversation when you know the other person's interested. In fact, a lot of the time, what I'll hear from people in businesses, when they're talking to other people, they try to start with their agenda. And what is sure to screw up a conversation early on is starting a conversation by pushing your agenda on somebody else. And you'll all know, you know, anybody that's been in business a long time knows when you go to networking events or you go to mixers or you go to parties, the person that's constantly pushing their agenda onto the conversation over and over and over, buy my thing, do my thing, help me with this becomes immensely, immensely annoying. <laughs> They're just not the person that you want to have a conversation with long term. And so you've got to be addressing it from the, st- from the form of a conversation. And so content, put simply, to break down any jargon around it, is just what starts conversations when you're not around to start them yourself. So obviously you have the skills and experience from having conversations with people, from working with your clients, from asking people to do what you want. You have that conversation and you've got to have something that has that conversation repeatedly when you are not around, when you're not able to be there. And of course, the benefits of, of online marketing, which has been you know pervasive, especially over the past few years, in a lot of ways more competitive than some of the things happening offline is that content is truly king. And you've got to be thinking when you start, and I'm going to go through a little formula on today's show, you got to be thinking about what conversation are you trying to start and what is the destination of that conversation? Where does that conversation go? 
And so thinking about that, you've got to say, first of all, the conversation's got to have a starting point. It's got to have a starting point that's interesting, that's attractive, that creates curiosity, that does something that will create some value in the mind of the person on the other side. And I'm actually going to give three primary drivers in our next segment that talk about how that actually works or how you should be thinking about it. And so you've got to obviously have a starting point. What is it that's going to get somebody to want to have a conversation with you in the first place? And then from that point, you've got to have an obvious and intentional next step. So it's got to be very clear from that conversation, what's the next thing that happens or how does that conversation continue to the next level? Especially if what we talk about later today, especially if you're creating some pain in the person or you're helping them identify a problem or you're promising them a solution to something that they have going on in their life every day, you can't leave them hanging. You've got to give them an obvious next step. And where should you be focusing when you're trying to start a conversation? And I've already mentioned leave the agenda at the door, but let's get really specific about it because what makes a good conversation? Well, first of all, focusing on the relationship first. If all else fails, if nothing else happens, you want to focus on having a relationship with anyone that you get the chance to be in contact with. And again, online, a lot of times people forget. They get so focused on the technology and the strategic side of what they're doing that they forget that it's actually still people on the other side of that, uh, on the other side of the computer, on the other side of the mobile phone. And people behave the same as they've always behaved to some degree, looking for that relationship and connection first. And then from that place, you want to be thinking about what experience do you create? So think about, again, great conversations that you've had in your life and the experience of that conversation. And I would say for most people, and you might use different words, you might describe it a little bit differently, but for most people, what's true is, is that the person feels really heard and really received. It's interesting. There aren't a whole lot of uncomfortable silences or lulls in the conversation. You feel really connected to the person that you're talking to. Um, You find them interesting or you find the topic of that conversation interesting. And it doesn't drag on too long either. It doesn't you know, go to a place where you're like, wow, how did we get here? And so in good conversations, it's pretty much that simple. And in good marketing, the same thing is true as well. You've got to understand those interest factors and what really gets somebody involved and, and feeling good about it. And then I ask this question a lot when I've done workshops over the years. And the reason why Anybody ever buys anything, doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter if it's a coffee at Starbucks, doesn't matter if it's a workshop or a coaching program or any of that stuff, is trust. We all have trust in that purchase and the thing that we buy, product, service, no matter what, that it's either going to give us an experience that we want. So it's either going to help us create an experience. You know, when you buy Starbucks, you're expecting a certain standard. You're expecting a certain quality. And and or it's going to give us a result. So you've got to have an experience or a result that you're leaning on in every phase of the conversation. What is the intended experience? What is the intended value on the other side for the listener and for that person? So trust and trust building starts from the very beginning. So making sure that you're getting, and that's why I mentioned the relationship side and the experience side first because what creates trust is the same thing that creates value in the long term. It's tr- It's really focusing on being in connected to that other person and hearing what they have to say and asking good questions and finding out how they how they respond in different areas and different different key factors. And then from that place, you really want to focus on empowerment. And again, I'm going to break down a little bit further the difference between the primary drivers when we start talking about campaigns. And so coming into our next second, you want to make sure that we're here because we're going to get more into the formula. We talked about some formulas in our last episode. And again, we are here every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific on Money 105.5 in Sacramento and findyourmomentumradio.com. I am Ken Course here to talk about marketing, sales, 866-576-1055. Call in and we'll be right back. Ken Course here to talk about yourmomentumnow.com. And I know if you're listening to Money 105.5, you're into business and you're into more cash in your bank account, which means you need to sign up today for yourmomentumnow.com. Why? Because you want to learn sales, you want to learn marketing, you want to learn finance, you want to learn business, you want to learn everything you can about your life, really, from experts who've done it before, been doing it for years, from the best in the business and the best in the industry. And Your Momentum Now, which is powered by 
Strongbrook brings you the top education, the top mentors, the top people from virtually any field imaginable, including myself, Ken Course, with my two programs um, that are up there right now that you can take for free if you sign up at yourmomentumnow.com. So all it takes, sign up on the website, download the app. You can use it on your mobile phone. Um, either It doesn't matter whether it's Android, iOS, or you can just sign up for the website, take courses. There are hundreds of different courses up in the platform on any topic imaginable. Learn from the best. Create a bigger result. Yourmomentumnow.com. What do you need for your business? Want to get more out of your marketing, sales, and your team? That's what we do here on Find Your Momentum Radio with Ken Course on Money 105.5 and FindYourMomentumRadio.com. Now back to Ken Course. Ken Course here on Find Your Momentum Radio, and that's at FindYourMomentumRadio.com every Tuesday, 4 p.m., on Money 105.5 here in Sacramento and talking today about the value conversation. And we're talking about how do you help build value for yourself in the eyes of your audience, in the eyes of your customer. And so I want to talk about communication for a second because there's a lot of people who think that value only means education. It only means if I teach you something, then that's going to be the thing that actually gets you to the next place. And in our first segment just a moment ago, I was talking about how the only reason that anybody ever buys anything, whether it's a latte at Starbucks or whether it's an educational program or even whether it's a university degree from Harvard, doesn't matter what it is, we're all buying for the same reasons. And those things have 100% to do with trust. In fact, that's the word that I think is the key in successful marketing programs and successful sales programs is the building and creation of trust. In fact, value in a lot of ways is highly and heavily associated with trust. And so let's talk about communication for a minute because when I just created that little paradigm I talked about of saying most people think that something that's valuable is something that's educational. In the online marketing space, that's what everybody's trying to do. In fact, I would say that content these days, you know, especially compared to 10 years ago is really ubiquitous. Content's everywhere. And in fact, a lot of people would say that that's a great thing. You have access to any information imaginable. You have access to the sum of all human knowledge online. And the truth is, is it's created a new problem. The new problem that's been created is a lot of content creators and content providers have lost the relationship step. And they focused on strategy or they focused on technology to bridge the gap, which doesn't do it. And really, I like to break down this paradigm. And I like to say there are really three types of learners. And this is simplifying dramatically for the purpose of the radio, but I want to get this point across because it's really key. So the truth is, is most of us think that thought that thought is where most ideas start or how most people experience life um, from the mental perspective. And that's the people that will tell you that the educational side is what's most valuable to you tend to be people that learn in the following order. And I'll say there are three types of learners, and I want to then break it down by how they learn. So the first type of learner, um, the first is thought. So we talked about the mental type, the person that takes in information, thinks about it, and then moves into a different paradigm. The second is emotional or feeling. You might even call that person experiential to some degree. So they're a person that their primary driver comes through their emotions. And so they have to feel a certain way about something before they'll make a decision. And then finally, there's what I've called a sensation, or you might call that a body type in some in some places, but someone who, when they're reacting to any information or when they're reacting to a conversation, literally feels it in a physical way. They have sensations. For those of you who don't have that, when you're hearing something, you got to imagine when you get nervous, the pit that appears in your stomach. People that are primarily sensation-oriented are people who will have that physical reaction to someone first. Someone will lift them up. Someone will make them feel uncomfortable. Comfortable, someone might create anxiety. And so there's a paradigm that exists, and there's typically a standard order that exists in those three primary types, which were thought, feeling, sensation. And this is where a disconnect in marketing comes in for a lot of companies. So the people that, st- that lead with thought, the first thing that happens when new information comes in is they have a thought on that information. They tend to go in the following order they go from a thought. And then that thought becomes an emotion or a feeling. So they have a reaction to that thought. 
And then if they even notice it at that point, it then goes into the body. It becomes a sensation in the body. So again, the easiest way for most people who learn that tend to learn it, you know, thinking of a time in your life where you might be nervous or thinking of a time in your life where, you know, something went wrong and you had a thought about it and then you had an emotional reaction and then it went into the pit of your stomach or it went into your body. So thought, feeling, sensation. That's one type of learner. And this isn't necessarily true, but let's just break it down and say if it were an even 33% of people were that way. So thought comes first. So now let's look at our feeling folks. So people that have emotions first. So those people go in a different order. They have an emotion first, regardless of what you're saying, their instinct, their intuition, their gut, whatever it is you want to call it at this point, is what triggers first. They have an emotional response or an emotional reaction to the information that they're hearing. And then from that place, what happens is they move into sensation. So that emotion then connects with their body, however it happens, in whatever order that it happens in. And then at that point, they end up in a thought. So it goes through this whole process first of an emotional reaction and then leading to a sensation in the body and then becoming a thought at that point. So the mind is really the last to know or the brain is really the last to know. That's why some people will make impulsive decisions like that where they really aren't necessarily thinking it through. They just trust and that's the way they go. And then let's look at the sensation person next. So the person that feels sensation first, that they feel it in their body, they just have whatever that feeling is. And you know, for me, I'm not that type of person at all. So it's hard for me to describe. But for the person that has a sensation first, they have a physical reaction to that information. They then go into a feeling. So they have a feeling in their body, a sensation in their body that then becomes a feeling or an emotion, which they have a reaction to that. And then it becomes a thought. So notice for 66% of people, which again, that's, this is inexact science here, but for 66% of people, the mind is the last to know. The thoughts are the last to know. And so if you're solely trying to connect with someone through the intellect, through brain, through information, then chances are you're going to struggle to connect with 66% of people. Now, that doesn't mean that maybe you're 33% of thought leaders or people that are primarily brainy-driven or mental-driven aren't going to be drawn to your message. They certainly might. And if that's the nature of your business, then that let it be. But the truth is, for most of us, we're trying to get out to as many different people as we can. And a lot of us out there do workshops, do trainings, radio shows like this one, Find Your Momentum Radio. Whatever it is that you're doing, you're out there trying to connect with people. And so if you don't keep that paradigm in mind of thought, feeling, sensation, and the order in which they go, then that can cause a lot of challenges in how your marketing is received. And remember what I was saying, that value is something that's perceived and then received on the client side. It's not something that you can pull out of thin air and say, ah, oh, this is valuable. The truth is, is that they, the audience gets to decide who that is. And so that paradigm can really help. And then it can determine how, because you'll learn pretty quickly and how a person reacts if you're in front of them. And then you'll learn from their reaction to your campaigns or to your copy or to whatever you're creating online, whether or not you're actually connecting. And all three of those things are important. And at the end of the day, almost everyone, again, buys based on emotion. They buy based on the feeling state of what they're doing. And so let's go back into those key questions because on our, in our last episode two weeks ago, episode 15, again, you can download that on findyourmomentumradio.com along with all of our replays. I broke down some questions, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time breaking those down here. But when you think about the paradigm that I just thought of thought, feeling, sensation, and then you put it into these key questions. Whenever you're going to release any piece of marketing material, and I don't care if it's business cards, flyers, websites, any of that stuff, there's some questions you need to ask. And I'm going to give you the five of them again. And if you want to hear me break down each one of these, you can go back to that episode, episode 15 last week and pick those up. So what is this? Why should I pay attention to it? Then the second, what's in it for me? So why should I care about what you're talking about? Then third, what happens when I do what you're asking me to do? So if I go through the conversation and you've made a promise or you've promised an experience or whatever it is that you're doing, then at that point, what happens when I do it? What is that experience like when I've had the Starbucks coffee, when I've taken your program, when I've read your book? What's the experience what like? What happens if I don't do it? So if I choose to do something else or if I choose not to, not to do this thing, what happens in that regard? And then the final question, why do I need to do this now? So what's the urgency around these, around whatever your product, service, offering, whatever is? So again, what is this? 
What's in it for me? What happens when I do what you're asking me to do? What happens if I don't do it? And then what happens and what what happens when I do it now or why do I need it now? What's the urgency? So those five five factors really break down to a couple of things. They still are operating within that same emotional communication paradigm I talked about. They're really operating within thought, feeling, sensation because we're hitting all of them in that process. What is this really is, you know, who are you? How do you bring yourself to an audience and how do they understand who you are? And then the second thing from there is immediately shifting gears. You normally get about 10 seconds or maybe 15 seconds of time to explain who you are and why they should listen to you or why they should care. And online, that's cut in half. You normally have about five to seven seconds to actually create an impact on somebody and have them stick around. They've got to know very clearly right away what is this and why they should be paying attention. So that second question then becomes so key. Then we're creating an experience in those next two questions of saying, what happens when I do it and what happens? happens if I don't do it. And what I love from a marketing perspective, I was actually talking about this in, in, with a, in one of my contract jobs last week. I was explaining how a lot of times very effective marketing copy, very effective marketing copy assumes that the person is already feeling that experience of, of what has happened when you they've used your product or service when they've gone through the education when that's happened for them so if you can write or create material from that perspective of the experience looking backwards instead of the experience looking forward and a lot of times people will write things with the experience looking forward that can create confusion for their for their people and what it can also do beyond that that makes it even more challenging is it can make it look like work or it can make it look hard And there's great examples, you know, I've heard in particular in the fitness space. I love the example. If you tell people in general how they're going to lose weight, that they're going to not be able to eat their favorite foods, that they're not going to be, they're going to have to exercise and they're going to have to work hard and they're going to be sore and then they're going to go through this whole process. You'll find that's why a lot of people don't do it is if you're pointing them at the road ahead and how difficult that road ahead is going to be, it's certainly not as appealing as the experiential side on the other side. Now, I don't want that to get confused for hype. And this is a really important piece because some people will just hype and they'll they'll create tons of big blustery claims about what they do or, or what experience that it creates. And that's even worse because if you get someone to do something from a place of hype, if you do it from the place of you know building it up to be something that it isn't, then you're creating a worse problem because when you don't create that experience and you've promised it at that point, now you have something to overcome. You have a, a new marketing over, thing to overcome and you're starting from a much worse place. A lot of people think that it's, that it's a difficult thing to start to audiences that don't really know you or people that don't really know you. And it's not half as hard as going to an audience that's been alienated in some way. <laughs> like if you're trying to to go to an audience of people that you once had a relationship with and it didn't go the right way or it didn't matter and then you're now trying to go back to them to get them back involved with you it's like trying to go back to your ex-girlfriend if you're broken up there it's just not the best thing to do and it's much much harder than going out to people you don't know so people build that up all the time when they're thinking about their marketing and sales and it's actually much easier to go meet new people than it is to go back to jaded people or go back to people that it maybe wasn't the perfect thing now that doesn't mean you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't make up for it. You should in your process. But you've got to think of that experiential side as well. And then the one key point before we wrap this segment that I want to get to, and we're going to talk about a lot more in our third segment today after halftime, is the truth is most people don't care about your story. And what most companies will try to do is they'll try to sell based on their story. The story of why they founded their company. The story of why it is the way it is. The story of why you know their service is provided the way that it's provided. The story of you know why it's different from other people. And unless you've already got me in a conversation, unless you've already got me interested somehow, you telling your story or you providing me with information typically isn't going to be the best way to get my attention. In fact, a lot of times people if you're in a good conversation, you probably noticed that you were talking a lot during that conversation and being heard and being received. So you can't go into your story or your features and benefits or any of that stuff until the relationship exists. So key things to think about here in your marketing, that communication paradigm of thought, of feeling, and sensation. And we're about to head into our break here. And so again, find your momentumradio.com for this and all episodes every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific on Money 1055 here in Sacramento. I am Ken Course, your marketing expert. 
your business expert and just helping you create a better result in your life. Give me a call if you have questions about this or you want to talk about your marketing campaign or your thing that you're working on. 866-576-1055. We'll be back. Now this update from the Big Mountain Heating, Air, and Solar Traffic Center. Westbound 50 at Stockton Boulevard. We have an accident still blocking the slow lane and backing up traffic southbound on the Cap City Freeway at Highway 99. We have a two-vehicle crash waiting for tows to clear it up. At Greenback and Filbert, there's still an accident waiting for tows. And at Fair Oaks and Watt Avenue, CHP still reporting that accident blocking the roadway. And watch for slowing on Westbound 50 near Howe and on Southbound 99 near 12th Avenue. Weather, fair skies tonight, but patchy fog and frost, a low of 37 tomorrow. More sunshine with a high of 60, and that's your drive. If you saw something we didn't, let us know by calling the MadeAtCars.com traffic tip line at 830-3087. And for Charlie Simons, I'm Marty Lancer. This is Roger Michelski from Eagle Financial Publications. Here at Eagle, we are always looking for opportunities for the dividend investor. Recently, I was blown away when I discovered a website that had every resource that a successful dividend investor could ask for, all in one place. We were so blown away that we bought the website and made it part of our Eagle family. It's called DividendInvestor.com, and there's really nothing else like it. When you log on to DividendInvestor.com, you'll find screening tools plus an all-star ranking system to help you find the best dividend opportunities. There's a scorecard to track the dividends in your very own portfolio, plus time-sensitive updates so you'll be the first to know when dividends go up or go down. Be my guest. Log on free today at DividendInvestor.com. Set up a portfolio and see how easy it is to work the dividend calculator. I'm convinced DividendInvestor.com will pay dividends to your portfolio. Go to DividendInvestor.com now. Welcome to the good life. Hey, put your phones down. Stop texting and driving. It's your insurance 101 guy, Ben Godinas. And John Robert Quinn. The man, the myth, the legend. You got it, baby. The Good Life Radio Show. And hey, we're going five nights a week. Yes, we are. And you need to hear our voices five nights a week at 10 p.m. On Money 105.5. Or iHeartRadio, Money 105.5. We'll be bringing people together. Building people up. For better business. Join us in the Good Life Radio Show at 10 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Wally, wake up. What? What's that sound? What sound? It's like techno. Gotta, gotta. Oh, get a job. Yeah. How can you hear that? It's my fear going on in my head. Honey, grab your laptop. Log on to sacramentohelpwanted.com. Who? They have hundreds of local jobs. Is it getting louder? It's free, and you can upload your resume in minutes. I can't believe you can hear the inside of my brain. I can't believe your fear is techno. Weird. I thought it would be more like metal. I like metal fear techno, you know. Stop the fear. SacramentoHelpWanted.com. Long name, amazing results. Morning, Mr. Feldner. Ugly shirts. Excuse me? Oh, sorry, sorry, sir. I meant to say happy to be at work. Jen has lost her filter because she's exhausted from commuting long hours to work every day. Sir, you have very long nose hairs. Nose hairs? There's hope for Jen. It's SacramentoHelpWanted.com, the place to find hundreds of local jobs. Sir, you have very bad breath. What? Also, your freeloader son is on the phone. You're fired. Find a job close to home. SacramentoHelpWanted.com. Long name, amazing results. Your home is so much more than square footage and a floor plan. So why would you entrust buying a new home or selling your home to anyone but Ellen Hurley, the Real Estate Insider? And tune in weekdays from noon to one for Ellen Hurley's show, The Real Estate Insider, exclusively on Money 1055. Buying or selling on the Real Estate Insider. Ken Course here to talk about yourmomentumnow.com. And you want to learn from the best no matter what it is that you're doing, whether it's sales, whether it's marketing, whether it's business development, or even whether it's something more personally oriented like your personal development or this month's featured course on Your Momentum Now, which is flipping the gratitude switch. And if you learn, you want to have mentors. Mentors are what will make the difference between success and failure for most people. Having someone who's been there before, who's done it before, and who's training you, guiding you 
you and helping you get it. And normally, you would pay every mentor you had separately. You'd pay your coaches separately. You'd pay anybody that's going to associate in your professional development. You'd pay them something. And with YourMomentumNow.com, for free, you can download hundreds of the top courses from top mentors, top instructors, top leaders in the world in sales, marketing, finance, any type of training you can imagine. And they're looking for training as well. So how do you get started? You head over to YourMomentumNow.com. You get signed up. You can take it online. They even have mobile apps for Android or iOS. Download them. Start getting your education today. Start getting your business in, in order. Start making more money. And you can do that all totally free starting today. YourMomentumNow.com. You're back with Find Your Momentum Radio and Ken Kors on Money 105.5 and FindYourMomentumRadio.com. Let's get passionate and inspired about your business, your community, and your results. We're here to help you get motivated and get creative on your marketing, sales, and systems. Now, back to Ken Kors. Ken Kors here with FindYourMomentumRadio.com. Excited to be here with you every Tuesday, 4 p.m. on Money 105.5 in Sacramento. And give me a call, 866-576-1055, to talk about all things marketing, sales, building your business, and whatever you want to do to create a result in your life. And that's really what I love, the idea of creating momentum in whatever it is you're doing. And one of the things about momentum is once something starts moving, once a system begins to change, it's going to change inevitably one way or the other. And once you've put a new action into place, the momentum of what will happen behind that, you never know. You never know what will happen. You never know where you'll end up. And for a lot of people, I know that's what you need is to just do something, is to get something different, is to change any little thing that's going on in your system at this point to be saying, what's going to create a different result? Because you can't expect to do the same things over and over and over and get a different result. And so, again, thinking about momentum and taking that into how you relate to your customers and how you build and develop value in them is a key point. And so in the past couple segments and and every week, really, we're talking about marketing. We're talking about getting more customers into your business. And we're really talking about building relationship, both online and offline, to help make sure that you're getting the value and that then you're creating the result that you want because the result is going to come from those relationships. And so in our last section, we were talking about communication factors. We were talking about a paradigm I like to teach, which is about how people communicate and how people get into relationships. So we talked about thought feeling and sensation, which I'll continue to go back to, because those, again, are what are a key in creating effective communication and effective relationships, which that's what marketing really is. It's relationship building. It's the idea of how do you get into relationships with more people? How do you build more trust? And value always comes from that. Value is is rooted deeply in trust. And to end our last segment, and I wanted to spend a little more time on it, is, is what most people think of when they think of marketing is they think of solid promotion. They think of the idea of talking about themselves, wowing people with all my features and benefits, wowing people with all the things that I can do for you or all the things that I can create for you. And in reality, value, again, is created in the eye of the listener, in the eye of the, in the, eye of the consumer, in the eye of the customer. And so you've got to answer key questions, and you've got to remember that it's always, always, always about the customer and not you. And so what has to happen in that conversation is, and, and where most people get it wrong when they're starting off is, rather than engaging from the perspective of saying, you know, it's about me, and it's about what I want to create, and it's about what I want you to do, or it's about what I want you to buy, not that those things aren't important, you have to build a certain type of experience for your customer, for your client. And how does that happen? So there's a few key things in any good conversation or in any good piece of content that truly have to happen. And so first and foremost, the person you're talking to has to be able to see themselves in the problem or see themselves in the situation where they need your experience or they need your value or they need whatever it is that you have to offer. So they first that have to be able to relate 
They have to be able to see themselves wherever it is that you're trying to paint them. And, and that normally will not be found by you telling them something. It'll normally be found by you asking them something. It'll normally be found by you collecting data and having a specific conversation with them in the online space that's related to what you know. It isn't you assuming, it's you understanding what it is or how the person perceives themselves. And then they have to see themselves in that problem or in that situation. From that point, they then have to have the urgency or the understanding of saying that their problem needs to be resolved. So you can't just present a problem that nobody cares about solving. That's another problem. A lot of us are out there solving in our businesses, solving our own problems or solving problems that aren't necessarily huge problems for the world. And that doesn't mean that niching is bad. It doesn't mean that finding people you know, in a particular place is a bad thing. But if you're having a wider conversation or you're talking to anybody, which you'll be doing often in business and networking events or even online and social media, you've got to help that you got to pick something that's wide enough to start a large enough conversation. You don't want it to be a tiny conversation when you're starting. And then from that place, they have to see and understand that there is a potential resolution in what you're doing with them. So I like to say it this way. You can't cut somebody and then not offer them a Band-Aid. So in this case, you have to, if you create a problem for someone, especially if you sell something that's emotionally related or something that's going to create you know, a, a very important emotional experience for somebody, then you have to make it clear if you're creating pain in somebody that there is a solution. Or you have to, you know, take them out of it a little bit and remind them that it's not necessarily their fault that that's their problem or it's something they didn't know or it's something of which they weren't aware. It doesn't matter what it is, but they have to see the potential resolution. Most people won't buy from pure pain or from a place of saying, wow, you, if you don't buy this, then you're going you're gonna to have really bad things happen to you. And a lot of people try to do it that way, and it's largely ineffective, and it creates bad relationships. And the relationships you do create, if you do that, are going to be dependent relationships or unhealthy relationships. Even like I mentioned in that last one of selling something and then you know changing the experience midstream or not delivering on your promise, that's a key thing. So I mentioned that, and I want to go through it real quick. So in a good conversation, your client has to see themselves in the problem. They have to understand that that problem needs resolving, and then they have to see a potential resolution for themselves. You can't just create that. And when you think about buying motivators, what matters from that place is there are really only two. This is fairly simple. People buy because they're in pain and they need a solution to it, or they buy because of possibility. They buy because they believe that it's going to create an experience, it's going to create a state of being, it's going to create a result, it's going to do whatever it is it's going to do for them. So they're buying from pain or they're buying from opportunity. And in either of those places, we have to do those three things. We have to we have to be thinking about what is the problem that they're in or the way that they see themselves in that problem. They have to understand that that problem needs resolving. And then they have to see the resolution. And so pain and pleasure are really the motivators. And I like to call those scarcity or opportunity. In marketing, marketing jargon, you'll hear those two words all the time. Pain is often defined as scarcity, something that someone doesn't have or something that someone needs or, or perceives they need. Or opportunity, it's something that they've wanted or something that they've needed or something that they've thought about a lot, but they haven't yet acted on. And opportunity is often a far more effective motivator. And the challenge is you always have to ask yourself if you're creating an opportunity-oriented campaign or if you're doing something that's based on someone creating a result or someone creating an opportunity, a good question to ask yourself is why don't they have the result already? So why don't they have that experience already? What is it that's happened in the past? And again, the most simple model for this is a weight loss model when you're talking about somebody losing weight. In fact, I've lost a lot of weight over my lifetime. I've lost 100 pounds over the past few years. And what's true about that is for a long time, you know, that was really the important question. Why hadn't I done it already? Or why didn't the result show up already? And so in an opportunity motivator, when you're thinking about opportunity motivation, you've got to at least have a little bit in there that reminds them or that creates the this is why it hasn't happened already. Or you have to address it somehow. You can't just ignore it. If someone's been saying for years and years they want to lose weight and they don't, and then you have something that might offer them the solution, even if it's a solution they don't like, you have to somewhere along the way address that nagging question of why isn't it happened already or what hasn't happened for them. What's the limiting factor? What's the reason it hasn't happened at that point? And then 
from that point, once you've done that and you've started to build trust and rapport, both in sales and in marketing, we're going to break down all of the other concerns or objections or things that might happen or reasons why people might do anything in our final segment today. And so you want to be thinking about those things really key. And that's what we do here on Find Your Momentum Radio. FindYourMomentumRadio.com, Money1055 Sacramento. Coming back for our final segment. Right. Ken Kors here to talk about yourmomentumnow.com. And I know you're listening to Money 1055, which means you want more money and you want to create more, you want to invest more, you want to do more in your life. And no better place to get free education on how to do that than on yourmomentumnow.com. And if you like what you hear on this show, more money means more customers. And me, your host of Find Your Momentum Radio, Ken Kors, has an amazing program up there called the 1234 Marketing System, which is focused on a Simple step by step, you heard one, two, three, four process for you to get your marketing plan in place and to start bringing in new customers right away. It takes you less than an hour to complete, and then you add the activities on top of it, and you will have your marketing plan, you'll have your strategy to get new customers. And guess what? You get that program, which I normally charge $197 for on my website. You'll get it totally free if you head over to yourmomentumnow.com. You sign up, you use the online site, or you use one of the apps, Android or iOS download the app and those programs are available completely free in there another one this month our featured program flipping the gratitude switch with kevin clayson a program about how you can bring more gratitude into your life how to develop yourself better and become a more rounded person again hundreds of programs hundreds of mentors sales marketing finance money and life in general yourmomentumnow.com totally free Welcome back to Find Your Momentum Radio with Ken Course on Money 105.5 and FindYourMomentumRadio.com. Want to get more out of your marketing and sales strategies? Need to gain some momentum in your business? That's what we do here on Find Your Momentum. Now, here's Ken Course. Ken Course back for your final segment on FindYourMomentumRadio.com and on Money 105.5 here in Sacramento. And again, talking today about value. And we're talking about what does it mean and how do you define it and who defines it. And the truth is we know that value is defined by the customer, not the seller, not the salesperson. And so in this case, we spent a lot of this episode determining what is it that really helps create a relationship and helps people understand how effective communication impacts relationship, how people communicate. So in our first segment, we talked about a formula you should be thinking about in your communication and how you should be dealing with thought, feeling, and sensation. We talked about core questions again, and then we talked about the client's relationship to whatever it is that you do. Because again, value is going to be created in that. Value and trust are created in relationships. They're created in in the, the concept that when I do a certain thing, or when I take a certain action, or when I buy a certain product, or when I do whatever it is, I opt in for a free ebook. It doesn't matter what it is. That relationship or that desired experience is what's going to matter more to the customer than anything else you do. It doesn't matter. And I'll see people all the time who have great products, who have great services, who have great things that can't get customers because they can't wrap their minds around where the value is created. Value is never created in features and benefits. It's never created in how someone's going to do something. There are very few people who do it that way or who buy anything that way. It's the desired experience that's going to be the key motivator. And, and, and so I broke down some questions. And one of the things I want to, I want to address, especially in marketing, is, is that a lot of people's concerns in their marketing or concerns in their sales or concerns in what they're doing are directly related to uh, a few uh, simple objections or a few simple factors I'm going to bring up here. So the, the quality of content, you'll hear that for a lot of people. If you're focused on solving a problem, you can overcome that very, very quickly. You can overcome that as long as you know and create relationships and create a real expectation for whatever your content is going to do or for whatever you're going to create in that regard. So as long as you're focused on that, you can't really go wrong. Then from that place, reputation. Reputation is really posturing. In fact, 
I've I've controversially in the past in events talked about how reputation marketing in a lot of, in a lot of ways is dead. Now that doesn't mean that reputation can't kill a business. It certainly can. A bad reputation can kill a business. But most people aren't buying just on name brands. They're buying on a desired experience. And of course, brands can become very pervasive or very ubiquitous. Yes, people will buy Coke because it's Coke. But at the same time, for most people in this competitive landscape, it's a value-based marketplace. So you've got to understand the value and the experience that you're trying to create in that regard. So you can overcome reputation very quickly by establishing relationships like we've talked about in this episode and then really focusing on you know, what it is that you want to do to solve a problem for that person or create an experience for that person. Um, integrity again that's a key one integrity on the good side means you just deliver what you promise you want to be really clear on that and all of those things um, regardless of how you feel about them as the developer how you feel about them as the business owner actually are all weighted and they all exist within the client's understanding of what you do they're again going to be the ones that determine the quality of your content the quality of your reputation or their integrity in fact with myself as a business owner over many years What's interesting is, you know, I'm a perfectionist and I tell people this all the time when I'm coaching or speaking. And it's very difficult for me to let things go out the door incomplete. In fact, if I had my way, I'd probably never get anything done. I'd probably be very busy but not very productive. And I've actually over the course of my life had to had to study that and develop that in myself, how to become both effective as well as busy. You know, so busy and productive and focused in that regard. So the truth is, is that those are really weighted in and and getting in relationships. And the more effective you focus yourself on being a relationship builder and a communicator online and offline, the more effective you'll become as a business owner. And anybody that's been in business a long time, in fact, a great book on this, I've mentioned it on the show today, Built to Last by Jim Collins. Great book focuses on exactly that, you know, the vision and then building relationships with customers and keeping that up over time. And so any of those objections can be overcome by, again, going into those communication patterns we talked about earlier and then asking yourself those questions, those five questions. And then finally, one thing I want to add about this that's really key is you don't want to offer a solution to a problem that they haven't told you that they had. And a lot of times people will go out and and not only just try to create value, but they'll try to create problems as well. Or they'll use very assumptive language about problems that they feel a person has. And unless the person identifies a problem that they have or they identify an experience that they want, you can't offer a solution. So if you're just a solutions expert, which a lot of people try to be, it's often difficult to get customers. doesn't mean that your solutions aren't good. doesn't mean that what you're bringing to the market isn't a good thing. What it really means is that you haven't established enough that there is a problem in the mind of your customer. And then from that place, not only do they have that problem, but they have a relationship to that problem, good, bad, and different. So they have a relationship in there saying that you know they've identified it, they've thought about it, they have feelings about it, they have whatever they have. They must have a relationship to that problem. If the problem is as simple as, eh, well, not that big of a deal, you know, my chips are stale, eh, I'll just throw them out. You know, they don't have a relationship to that problem. Then you got a bit. Then you then you're not going to be able to be very you know to be able to get them to do what you want them to do. Then from that place, they have to care about doing something about it. So not only do they have to be aware of the problem, not only do they have to have a relationship with it, but they have to be motivated at that point to then create a solution to that problem. Let's talk about how some of these things work very practically. So business cards, this is the big one. Most business cards are horrible. Why? Because they're all about you. So if your business card is just your information, you got problems. You want to adjust your business cards so that if someone actually looks at it, which are rare, I'm not a huge fan of business cards, but you know people trade them all the time. They're like Pokemon cards. Everybody's got to trade them. So we trade our cards at that point. And business cards, most people throw them away or forget them because that's all they are. They're about you, and that's why we don't care about them. They have to be about me as the customer and why I should contact you or why that will matter. Um, most business cards I see are very templated. They don't have a lot of recognizable or memorable traits about them. So you want to have something that's recognizable or memorable. Then what's worse is most business cards don't ask the person to do anything or it doesn't give them anything. So what is it that you could do with a business card to create more value, to make it more marketable, and to be focused on the person that's actually reading the card as opposed to, as opposed to being focused on you? So business cards, key thing you can do to make yourself distinct in that regard and to make it more marketable. 
Let's talk about flyers. So the job of a flyer, you got to grab attention immediately from a flyer. And then you got to focus that attention quickly because it's not enough to just get somebody's attention. You got to get them focused for at least a moment on whatever it is you want them to look at. In that, we're then creating a relationship. So we're creating a relationship to a problem, to a need, to something they actually want. From that place, there has to be a very clear and easy next step. It has to be very obvious what you want them to do and why they should do it. So that five-question rule I talked about earlier, absolutely critical to, to answer those five questions. And then there should be incentive in it. So motivation can be incentive. Remember, pain or, um, you know, pain or opportunity, scarcity or opportunity. You want to have either one of those things in there. Brochures. This is another one. Most brochures are horrible. I'll tell people that when I see them all the time. And most websites are horrible because they try to be online brochures. And in a brochure, the most common thing I'll see is people telling the life story of their company or the life story of what they do or why they do it or why that's important. And it isn't important to a reader unless you have a relationship to why they should care about it. So you need to have a relationship to the customer. It needs to be something that's valuable to them or can guide them towards something that's valuable to them. In a brochure, you normally have got a lot of text and a lot of imagery. So you can create connection with many different types of people. You can cover all of the thought, um, feeling, or sensation folks in a brochure. So that's really key to be thinking about. And if you want to be effective, finally, in a content marketing strategy, you got to do a couple of key things. And these might seem like common sense, but so many businesses I know and so many marketing companies I know don't do this. First of all, you've got to have focus. What are you focused on? What's the problem you solve? What's the need you meet? How do you, and, and not necessarily just how do you solve that problem, but how do you communicate that to your customer? You want to make it super clear on how people get into relationship with you. And you want to build relationships over time. The more effective you can come at, become at relationship building, the better. And then from that point, you want to make it easy. Frictionless would be the word I would use. You want to make it frictionless for people to take whatever the next step is, whether the next step is to read something, whether the next step is to create something, whether the next step is to buy something, whatever it is at this point, you want to be focused on that going forward. So focus, relationship building, and clarity on the next steps are really what's going to be key. And I know that, again, all of you out there who want to make more money, who listen to Money 105.5 because you want more money in your bank account, money comes from new customers. Money comes from leads in your database. Money comes from marketing and sales systems, not just from building it, but you got to have the system that sits behind it long term. And again, Going back to that momentum philosophy of once you make a change or once you make a commitment to make a change in your business, something's going to happen. Something different is changed. You can't alter it. The momentum is created once you've pushed it and it's been created from that point. And so I want you to have that going forward and create as much value as you can and get really clear on what that means to your customers. And again, that's what we do on findyourmomentumradio.com. Create value for you. I'm Ken Course, your marketing sales, small business expert, and I want you to create results. Again, check us out, findyourmomentumradio.com. Download this, all other episodes. Get trained, get results, and looking forward to seeing you on the other side. We'll see you next week on Find Your Momentum Radio.